Welcome to Moneyline. This is Matt McCall. Thanks for joining me. It's a Friday. It is April 16th. We're wrapping up the week. A lot of weird stuff still going on. Some stocks doing really well. Markets breaking out. Others still continue to struggle. Today, we're going to have a bit of a special show. We're going to take a couple very important news stories and let them know how they affect you. What it means with Coinbase going public. What the little bit of a crypto pullback we had last night means. What about Volkswagen? What's that mean for the EV space? Chinese GDP, how to play that. Lumber prices going up. Corn prices going up. Brand new crypto ETF just came out this week. All this and more coming up right now on Moneyline. The buck starts here. Moneyline with Matt McCall. Again, this is Matt McCall. Thanks for joining me. It is April 16th, 2021. It is a Friday. Uh, it's early. Uh, it's about 8 a.m. Eastern time. So not that early, but for some people it is. It's 5 a.m. Pacific time. So markets are not yet open. Uh, I've yet decided where I'm going away this weekend. I've narrowed it down to three potential cities, uh, but I will decide when I get the hell out of here. But I wanted to come in and get this done for everybody to get our Friday show in the books. And again, I want to do something a little different, and I think it's going to be really exciting, is I want to concentrate on some stories and from there come up with some potential ideas uh, and what it really means for you as an investor. So first, let's just talk markets. Uh, as we can see here, this is the S&P 500 behind me. It closed yesterday at the best price ever, best level ever. A lot of people aren't feeling that because a lot of the growth stocks can continue to struggle. And I'll show you that here in a minute. Uh, let's take a look first at some of the small mid-cap stocks. And this is the uh, Russell 2000. It's about to pop up here. Uh, it's off the high, but it's still it's holding up okay. But it is off the high. Uh, and let's take a look here at some of the smaller ones. This is IWC. This is the uh, micro-cap index. Again, not horrible, but it's not keeping up with everything else. Uh, we're seeing, you know, certain areas really underperform. And, you know, take a look at some of the stocks that we like, some of these innovation stocks and the ARK ETF, as you can see, ARKK. They've found the bottom, but they're still well off the high. To me, a lot of these growth stories, man, oh, man, there's such great opportunity out there. And I know there's great opportunity when I started getting clients from Penn Financial Group, friends and family, random people on Twitter saying, why is this stock down? And, you know, it drives me crazy, I'll be honest with you, because that's why you don't buy one stock. That's why you have a basket of stocks. If I thought every stock would go up, I'd be the most insane person in the world. You have to commit me right now. I'll tell you what, if I'm right 50 to 60% of the time and our winners are big winners like I believe they are and I've seen in the past, we crush the market. But it's patience. We get so wrapped up on one gosh darn stock. It's like, well, why is this stock down? Why is this stock down? Sometimes it just doesn't work, folks. It doesn't mean you panic sell. It doesn't mean you look at it every day. You don't obsess over it. Or you can do whatever the hell you want, actually. But don't email me. Because that's not investing. That is trading. That's a wannabe investor. That's a losing strategy. And I don't want to be associated with losers. So if that is the way you're looking at the market, you have to get the hell out until you can figure it out. Because, because you're not going to make money that way. Number one. More importantly, you're going to drive yourself absolutely crazy. You're not going to be able to sleep at night. You're going to worry about it. The stock's going to be in your nightmares and your dreams. It's a stock. It doesn't give a shit about you. It's a company that you want a piece of. If you still believe that company is going to be successful in three, five, ten years from now, then it's part of the ups and downs, folks. 
Things aren't always rosy. If you can't handle that, you have to get out of the market. It's just not for you. But don't be irritated when the market goes up in the next 10 years and you miss out. It's just, you, you can't have the best of both worlds. And I, I sound like I'm going on a bit of a rant, a little tough love, and that's what I do. I give tough love. But you have to hear it because there's too many people out there right now that really got into investing 12 to 18 months ago and thought things went up forever. It's just not real. I'm glad you're in the market. And I bet you this, if you've been in the market for 12 to 15 months, if you look at how your portfolio has done, if you've done it well, it's probably still crushing the market, even though you may be down in the last week, month, six weeks. You cannot beat the market every month, every quarter, every year. It just doesn't happen. You're going to have certain areas that do better than other areas. If you just want to do what the market does, sell everything, buy the spiders, buy the SPY. They only charge you a couple of basis points and be done with it. If that's what you want. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you want a chance to invest in big growth companies, invest in the future of this amazing global economy, then that's not the option. But please, you have to stop obsessing. When have you ever been successful in anything in life when you obsessed? Whether it be over food and a diet, working out, a loved one, someone you love but they don't love you back, whatever the hell it is, work, money, you can't obsess. It will drive you bananas. So please, concentrate on what's working in a portfolio instead of the one, two damn stocks that aren't because it's just not, I'm telling you, you have to get out. If you're going to do that, please turn this off, sell all your stocks, and go into cash until your mind's right. And it's a horrible thing to say, but it's true. All right. It's Friday morning. We got to be happy here. Um, so let's talk cryptos because the cryptos are pulling back a little bit. Uh, I, I saw last night when I checked my, my crypto account, uh, it was at an all-time high last night. Uh, when I woke up early this morning, it was not at an all-time high. I'll tell you that. Bitcoin remains above 60,000. It's around 60,700 right now. Uh, but keep in mind, we blew through that 60,000 as I thought we would. Uh, we rallied up uh, as high as 64,899, so just below 65,000. So we pulled back, you know, about, what, 8% or so. And again, th that's the normal <laughs> movement when you have Bitcoin. If you take a look at Bitcoin, Bitcoin uh, in the last month, it's up 9%. In the last week, it's up 45 Last 24 hours, it's down 3%. In the last hour, it's basically unchanged, up 2 tenths of a percent. So you can see there's going to be a, a lot of back and forth. So the new story we want to talk about here um, is the fact, I can't see that, of course, is the fact that Turkey came out last night, the country of Turkey, and banned crypto payments. Uh, to me, that's a non-event. It's just a reason to take some profits and to scare people a little bit, but it's pretty much a non-event. I don't, I don't care that Turkey does it. Uh, you know, the, the more important countries, if you will, nothing against Turkish people, but it, it's, they can't. It's not going to be banned. It's just impossible. Uh, the other story related to crypto was uh, Robinhood was down for a while due to um, uh, you know, a lot of volatility, uh, a lot of volume. I just think Robinhood's junk. I, I mean, I, I can't imagine that they could ever go public because I, I just think that it's going to be like a WeWork, WeWork 2.0. I mean, I just think Robinhood sucks. I would never put my money there. Um, I, just, I just think the business model is a scam. I, I think it's, it's a place you need to stay away from. 
I mean, what's wrong with Schwab or Ameritrade or uh, E-Trade or any of these other places that charge zero commission? It's the same thing. It's zero commission. So, yeah, even if you're new in this, man, I got to tell you, I just and I don't not that I know anything substantial. I just don't like it. I don't trust it is, is what I'm saying. So sticking with cryptos, we also had a very big IPO this week. So let's pull this up. I haven't given you all my view other than my view before it went public the day before. Uh, if you remember what I said, I said, do not buy it. I do not buy IPOs when they first go public. And this is exactly why. It ran up to what almost four hundred and thirty dollars, down to three ten that day. Right now, trading pre markets at three twenty four. So you could do easy math and you figure out you're about a hundred bucks um, off the high from when it went public on Wednesday. One hundred dollars, so about twenty percent or so off the high, twenty two percent. It's just there's no reason, in my opinion, to buy an IPO the day that it goes public. Because I want somebody to show me an IPO that went public on day one and never pulled back. I, I don't know if it's if it exists. And, you know, we always look for, and I've been doing this for years, is what I call the J curve. Because most IPOs, uh, they will open higher and then they'll come down like this and form a J. So what we want to do is start looking on the way back up when it's forming that base. It's similar to a cup and handle that Investors.com or IBD, that the same company uses, where it kind of makes this, this, this cup, this handle, and then breaks out. That's what we want to see. And that J curve may be formed in weeks. It may take months. Uh, it really depends on, on the uh, stock and, and the market and the action and, and where it priced at when it opened. But never, ever, ever uh, buy an IPO on the first day. Uh, that's like buying a stock the day before it announces earnings. You're, you're gambling. You have no clue what earnings are going to be. And maybe if you're a shady person, you do know earnings, you still don't know how the market's going to react. So, And if you are shady, you should lose money. You deserve it. So to me, stay away. Uh, Coinbase, do I think it's a great company? Do I have money there? I do. And yes, I do think it's a good company. But valued right here? No, I don't like it right here. Uh, I think maybe at some point in the next couple of weeks, couple of months, uh, it settles down, forms a base. I don't know where that price is. Uh, but at that point, I'd reconsider it. But at this time, no, I, 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 don't, I don't like it. So you're seeing this pullback. So it's hitting a lot of other related stocks uh, in the industry, as a matter of fact. So some of the miners have taken a big hit. Uh, Riot's one of them, R-I-O-T. Uh, Riot blockchain, as you can see here, pulled back from a 60 on a 45. But again, folks, where was Riot? What is, what's six months ago? October, right? Where was Riot in the middle of October? $3. And it's at 45 so if I would have told you I would have made you 15 times your money in six months, you'd say, I would take that any day. But because it did hit 70, high 70s, and now it's at 45, company sucks. It's over. Why is Riot down? What's wrong with it? Come on, folks. Let's be realistic. Mara, same thing. M-A-R-A, uh, which is Marathon Digital Holdings, another miner. Again, similar situation. Came up above 55, around $57, down to 40. What's wrong with Mara? Is it over? But again... It was low single digits six months ago. We have to have realistic expectations. If we don't, again, get out. Turn this off because you are not ready to be an investor. So again, you're going to see this with a lot of them. There was some news uh, that came out um, from a company that's more of a, that's not really much of a minor. It's kind of, an, I call it, you know, an ancillary play. Um on, uh, on crypto, 
and that's Galaxy Digital Holdings, B-R-P-H-F. And, you know, this got crushed the last two days. Look at this. This was at 37, got down like 16 or so percent uh, Wednesday. Thursday, yesterday, down another 11.5%, down to 25. I own this one personally. I think I got in somewhere in the single digits down here. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm not sitting here crying over spilled milk because I'm still extremely happy from how much money I've made, unrealized money I've made uh, so far, and I still believe in the company. But they came out yesterday, and uh, Michael Novogratz, you probably know, he's a big proponent of cryptos. You'll see him everywhere, uh, all over Twitter, all over the news. Um, he's stepping down as chairman, but he's remaining a CEO, which I like that sometimes split up. <clears throat> Excuse me, he's bringing in an ex-Goldman Sachs exec. So again, giving more, more validity to company. Uh, so yeah, again, I could pull up so many that have done this. And speaking of that, uh, we also had an ETF come out this week, uh, symbol DAPP, D-A-P-P. -P. Uh, this is the VanAck Vectors Digital Transformation ETF. And this ETF tracks blockchain Bitcoin. So I'll go through a couple of the holdings here, but this is really, to me, the first, um, the first one out there, the first ETF that truly gives you exposure to blockchain slash uh, cryptos. Most of them, uh, there's BK, uh, BCLN, BLOK, they have a lot of IBM and stuff in there. It's just not truly blockchain related. So there's 25 holdings in this, and I'm looking at it right now. The number one holding is Square. Uh, so, I mean, it's, a, it's not a direct, direct play, but yes, it does have some exposure for sure uh, to cryptos. And that makes up about 9%. Uh, then the next one is uh, Galaxy Digital, the one I just showed you that was just up there. Uh, that's the number two holding around 7.8%. Uh, Voyager Digital uh, is, is the number three one here. And uh, that is an exchange similar to Coinbase. And uh, that, that's based up in Canada. I actually have an account there too because they have some coins that are easily traded. But again, folks, you know, in October, Voyager was down at how much? 50 freaking cents. And now it's at, let's call that 22. So you're up 44 times your money. But people are upset because it was at 30 and it's down to 22. It sucks, but you shouldn't have been buying at 30 most likely. So you should still be up on this if you're buying at the right time. Uh, this is one I do not own. I wish I owned it. But uh, this is an exchange similar to Coinbase. And again, the great looking chart. Could have pulled back a little more, maybe. But that's number three holding. Mara, which I talked about, is number four holding. Number five holding is Silvergate. And this is a regional bank that we, we recommended to subscribers um, months ago, way back here. Uh, we had a 10X on this baby here. Uh, this is a bank, but it's the bank that really works hand, hand in hand with all the, the, the crypto companies. So it's a great indirect play on that. Riot Blockchain, I talked about already as well. That's the number three, four, five, six holding. NVIDIA, number seven. And if anybody hasn't looked at NVIDIA lately, you're missing out. This is in our newsletter as well, Investment Opportunities, which we've had for a while. Uh, look at, <clears throat> excuse me, look at the breakout that you see here in NVIDIA. Look at that to a new all-time high. When a lot of these tech stocks are, are struggling, um, NVIDIA, I talked about it last uh, show on Tuesday. If you want to know more about semiconductors, a lot of great ideas on last Tuesday's show. And then just kind of wrapping out here, the, the, the top holdings, MicroStrategies, MSTR, which is a company that owns a ton. Uh, PayPal's in there, Taiwan Semi, Hive Blockchain, Canon, uh, Bit Digital, Argo Blockchain. Um, so, you know, there's a, there's a lot of companies in here that are smaller, you never heard of most likely. Uh, quite a few trade in Canada. 
uh, but also trade here as uh, ADRs, American Depository Seeds, so they could trade on the over the counter here. Uh, but DAP may be something you want to look into only because uh, you, you take a look at it, it has exposure to a lot. The only problem that, that I have and, and um, when it comes to ETFs, there's a few in here I don't want to own that I really don't want to have exposure to. And I would rather take, okay, what are the five I want exposure to? Build my own. So if I said I'm going to put $5,000 in the DAPP, I'd rather take five positions, 1,000 each. No commissions again these days, remember, so it doesn't cost you anything. You're also not paying a 0.65% expense ratio they charge annually. So it'd actually be a, a nice way to go. And I th that would be my, my suggestion uh, if, if you were to go that route. All right, so we talked cryptos, we talked coin, we talked the market, um, we talked uh, DAPP. Let's talk a, a bit real quick about China's GDP. First quarter came out last night up 18.3%, obviously a big, huge rebound from uh, uh, the shutdowns from COVID. And a lot of uh, people saying, well, it didn't really, it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. It's, it's amazing how people just, they just, Hate the, they just love to be miserable. So they weren't as, it wasn't as good as they thought. Well, you know, I look at this and I think how it affects investors, especially here is, I think that this just shows how strong China is and that the, the individual, let's call them, the consumer uh, in China is where you want to be. And there's a couple of stocks out there uh, that, we, that we own for, for clients that I've shared before, and so I'll share them again. And they've pulled back, and I think they're great opportunities. One's JD.com, JD, uh, one of the leaders uh, in e-commerce. Uh, another one is Pin Duo, Duo, uh, PD, or sorry, PDD. Again, very similar chart. They're all at all-time highs in February. Uh, the, what, what I love is there's a lot of people at home out there right now giving up on JD, giving up on Pin Duo, Duo. This is the exact time I'm looking to buy into these companies. Uh, the, the, this is the time you don't want to be giving up on them. Uh, you know, another another place to look is uh, is, is autos. And uh, one company I've been doing a little more work on recently uh, is Great Wall Motor Company. And this is a Chinese uh, motor company, obviously involved in EVs, electric vehicles. But you can see here, you know, it's pulled back from the high as well, but it's starting to come off the low. It's holding up pretty well. Uh, that's that's one I've been keeping an eye on. Uh, and another one is, uh, is Geely. You've probably heard me talk about this one as well. Uh, this symbol is G-E-L-Y-Y. -Y. Uh, and you can see here, Again, high in February is pulled back quite a bit from about 87 down to 50. We're about 53 and change right now. Uh, these are also plays on a strong, uh, strong economy, uh, which China has. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of great plays in China right now, uh, playing the consumer either through the e-commerce angle, uh, through the vehicle angle, but somehow playing the consumer. Uh, or if you're looking at land construction, I think could be one as well. But I, I'd rather go direct to the consumer. So I, th those are that's definitely an area to keep an eye on. And that's what that means for you. When you see 18.6, it means you should have ex exposure right now. And as I'm showing you, now is the time to get exposure because we're having some great pullbacks and some great opportunities to do that. Speaking of cars, I'll pull this up. Uh, Volkswagen came out last night and they reported uh, sales for March. Year over year, sales were up 53%. For the entire first quarter, uh, sales were up 21%, which is still good numbers. You know, VW to me is going to be battling uh, Tesla for global dominance when it comes to EVs, electric vehicles. And I, I think they're going to be a big winner. And I unfortunately have been talking about them way back here in the low teens, even below the teens, pre-teens, ran up to 48 or so, down to 33, 34-ish. 
you know, I, I did do more research on it, but at a, at a good entry price, but probably somewhere around here. Uh, I I like it. I, I think it's a nice core holding. I'd much rather, you know, back in the day, especially for people that are a little uh, more conservative, if you will, they always wanted to have a little GM, a little Ford in, in their portfolios. Uh, this is now kind of like the new GM and Ford. This is your staple. Uh, so when it comes to that, uh, uh, you know, autos, great little staple here to have. Uh, real quick, the uh, announcement that a potential deal might be going through in a SPAC, in the SPAC world. We haven't heard much lately from the SPAC world. Uh, TVAC is a symbol, Thayer Venture Acquisition Corp. Not moving much in the news here this morning. Uh, they uh, have rumors that they will uh, be merging with Inspirado, which is a luxury travel startup. That uh, deal will be a little over a billion dollars. So something maybe to keep an eye on, especially if travel comes back, it might be a nice place to be. Uh, and then, you know, two other areas that are breaking out that we don't talk about much, and they're both in a commodity space. Uh, one is corn, and this is an ETN, uh, exchange traded note. So it's not an ETF, so it doesn't actually own corn. It tracks the price of corn. As you can see here, ETF has had done very, very well uh, over the last year. If I zoom out a little bit longer, I'll look at a couple years, it was in a downtrend that the downtrend was just broken earlier this year. So it's just really kind of starting to turn out of that. I'm gonna zoom out even a little bit further here and show you Really, you know, we were in a downtrend since 2012 through 2021, but a nine-year downtrend in corn and starting to turn around. Uh, so that's that's one to keep an eye on. And it's part of in soaring inflation that we're about to see that's really coming upon us. Lumber prices are close to hitting an all-time high. Uh, so that's something to keep an eye on here. And we probably could pull up the lumber sector and kind of show you how the stocks are doing here really quick. Um, I the wrong one there. Oh, there we go. So this is this is a basket of, of lumber and wood production stocks. Um, you know, it, it's going to have some like Deltic in it. Lumber liquidator is going to be in it. Uh, but as you can see here, I'm going to zoom out in a chart for you here a little bit and just show you, you know, how it struggled in uh, in you know early 2020 with the coronavirus and it's come back and it's taken off. You know, demand for building, demand for uh, residential homes. But I, the reason I'm showing you this is because there's other areas. You know, I love. Uh, high growth, hyper growth. I like investing in the future, but there's nothing wrong with diversifying out a little bit into some other areas because it will lighten the blow in, in times like this where money rotates out of uh, into or out of the high growth into the quote unquote value or other areas like this. So I'm not saying you get overly diversified that you're in a little bit of everything because then you're in the market just by the S&Ps. Uh, but if you want to have some other exposure to other areas, because this is still a play, you think about lumber, it's still a play in one of my themes that millennials are forming families, family formations is booming. Uh, they're buying homes. Interest rates are still low. Mortgage rates are dropping again in the last two weeks. So it means demand for homes, supply is very low. What that means, it means we need more lumber to build. So there, it is a play on a theme anyway. And that's what I like. I, I wanted to have a play on a theme, not just some random chart going up. So. All right, we're going to leave it there today. Again, you know, we got to kind of, we covered a lot today, but a little different. It's more of a news story, wrapping things up, heading into the weekend. Uh, I'll let you all know where I end up deciding to go uh, for my little weekend getaway to get my head straight and, and concentrate and relax and chill. Um, but I'll let you know, uh, it still might be Chicago. It might be South Florida. Uh, maybe I'll take a train. I'll go to Philly, my old stomping grounds. I don't know, but I'll let you all know. But I hope everybody out there is a wonderful, safe uh, amazing weekend. Hug somebody. Tell them you love them. Uh, if you're worried about tech stocks going down, stop worrying because your worrying is not going to make it go higher. It's like when the printer's slow and you stare at the printer. The more you stare at that printer, the faster it's not going to go. 
So please just let it go. Have a wonderful weekend. Smile. Thank you so much for watching, supporting us, everything that we do. I'm Matt McCall, and that was your Money Line. The Money Line with Matt McCall. Matt McCall. To find more information, head over to McCallMoneyWire.com. That's McCallMoneyWire.com.